Hello listeners, Frankie here. So, uh, we did it. We made it to episode two. To be honest, never thought we'd make it this far. You know, it's kind of it's kind of hard just to get a lot of people together and have a conversation. But, uh, yeah, we finally did it, and I think it's a pretty good one. Um, the reason for this intro is, I just want to let y'all know, uh, full warning ahead, that the subject that we talked about today is, um, I say it's a little sensitive, um, not everyone's probably open to hearing conversations about this, um, we are talking about heaven and hell, so, uh, we do talk about a lot of different religions, and, uh, if it's not a religion that you agree with, I don't want anybody being offended or anything like that, so, I just want to give a full disclosure ahead before anybody else jumps into it, but, uh, yeah, all things aside, I think it went pretty good, and, um, Hopefully, you know, we can be back next week for another episode. I hope y'all enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Off Topic. This is episode two, and uh, today we'll be talking about heaven and hell. It's It's a little bit of a different kind of topic, something that I know a lot of people don't discuss, but I'm pretty sure there's some interesting questions there that a lot of people aren't talking about. So today, I'm going to be joined once again by Aldo. What's up? And by Ivan. Howdy. All right. And uh, we'll be we'll be joined soon by Ramsey also. So when he comes in, we'll have him say hi, too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay. Here he is. All right. And we'll also join. We're also joined by Ramsey. Yo, what up? Alrighty, so um, so yeah, so like I said, um, today we're going to be talking about heaven and hell. And when I say heaven and hell, I don't mean um, you know, like Jesus and God and all that stuff. I'm talking more from like a like a wider aspect, like as far as how the whole world views it. So um, so when I bring up heaven and hell, one thing that comes to mind is like the different myth- mythologies of heaven and hell. So like different cultures have different versions of their of heaven and hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like uh like Valhalla or uh Shangri La or whatever. Yeah, kinda like kinda like that. And uh what I think is kinda interesting is um like a lot of different cultures, um they all kind of tell the same story, but um but they just have different characters. Like uh like for example the most the most common one would be like Christianity, you know, there's always uh, there's always a set of rules you have to follow in order to to get into that version of heaven, and uh, and if you don't, or if you commit certain sins, then you're kind of just banished to this underground. I think that's more popular amongst like the the Western religions, like you said, like uh, Christianity and Catholicism, and what about uh, Judaism? I'm not too sure about that one. I think, I think they just have heaven. I think Jewish people have heaven. What about Arab? What about Muslims? That's a com- that's a completely different. Am no, I really, I'm not really just uneducated. No. Muslim is a religion, not a race. It's like saying Jewish is a race. I think we've had this so, discussion before. So yeah. uh, <laughs> okay, so so when it comes to Muslims, what a what is their version of heaven? Oh, isn't it? Just, That's a good question. Isn't it just heaven? 
No. Oh. They probably consider like paradise or something like that. I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Like, uh, like I mean, the the most the most easy way to look at it is like the radical, like the radical Muslims, right? I don't want to say terrorists, but I mean, the kind of ones yeah. that would kill, say, for their god and in their culture, like that's a, like that's not a sin, you know? Like you're like you're committing you're committing an act of good. And you're rewarded by it. The greatest sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Ivan was right. It's just called Paradise. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. And, um, like, I know another example would be, like, um, like the Greek gods. So, like, um, so we're talking about, like, Zeus and, like, Hades and all that stuff, right? So, um. So, like in Greek mythology, whenever you commit a sin, um, you go to Hades, and uh, there, um, that's whenever the, that's whenever Hades has your soul, and he kind of tortures you for eternity. Hmm. I feel like, I feel like the idea of that isn't necessarily like uh, if you're a sinner, you go down to see Hades. It's more like Hades just kind of controls where, where all those people go. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Hades is the same as the devil. Yeah, dude, I I saw I saw Hercules the Disney movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it's like that. It's like a, I, I don't control the die. I, I'm just the god of the dead. Uh, yeah, I like, suppose. In, like in Coco. Yeah, like in Coco. I think he just looks over that realm. That uh, I guess you'd call it a realm, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, for sure. It's not particularly a guy who can who like controls and says what he says, like sort of like how you think the devil would. Like he he gives out punishment, but it's more just like people who like nobody gives a shit about go there, and he's like, all right, you guys can show, I guess, here in my place. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do think it's pretty interesting how in most uh most religions. They all, um, afterlife always takes place in some sort of like different realm, like some sort of spiritual realm. Yeah, and it and it's kind of interesting too because it's always like when you when you think of that, like it's very black and white. You know what I mean? So it's like a what kind of what kind of sin I guess do you have to commit to uh to be in hell? Like what's a like what if all I did was commit little petty crimes? You know, like I stole five dollars from my grandma every day. You know, for for ten years or something like, like would that would that constitute a, a an eternal damnation? Well, if you have a, a honor amongst thieves, I guess <laughs> you might. I think I think at that in that situation, probably end up in purgatory. You're lost. Okay, and, well, it depends. Okay. It depends what kind of thievery you know. You can't just. It also depends on what eyes we're looking at it through. Or yeah, yeah. you're being judged by. Okay, I, so you're saying. I don't think like a petty thievery, like stealing shit from your grandma, is gonna tell you like it's not gonna like. I think it's like if you haven't like said like, oh, I believe in Jesus and stuff. I'm pretty sure you'd end up in purgatory for the crimes you committed instead of. It's more like timeout. It's like, hey, you did bad. Well, See, I, not, okay. My my uh, grandpa was a was a Christian uh, pastor. And he would always he would always uh, tell us that there's no such thing as a big sin or a little sin. Either way, you're sinning, so it's it's all bad. But in, uh, in Catholicism, you know, 
they have cardinal sins, which are you know like the seven deadly sins. Like they're they're worse than you know petty sins, like how you're how you're saying. Make it like make unforgivable sins. They're unforgivable yeah. sins. Well, I'm not sure if that's the right word or not. Adultery but, is unforgivable they, sin. Yeah, they they carry more weight than you know smaller sins like telling a lie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I I, I can see that. Yeah, I like kissing a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so let me so let me ask this. Since since you bring up purgatory, like what what is purgatory? Like how would how would y'all define it? It's the gray area between the black and the white. Yeah. Haven't you ever read a? Uh, yeah, the, the divine comedy. See, what you see, and the, and that's why, and this is why I ask it because I do find it very interesting that they that you say that because wouldn't us right now like. Like the life we're living, wouldn't that be considered purgatory? Because we're kind of in that middle. It's based on the decisions we make. And like from that point, it's when we die that we're judged, you know? Oh, I don't know. Why? I thought this was hell already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh so so basically um like based on the decisions I make here, um, will determine right my fate, whether I go eternal damnation or eternal glory i guess or whatever you would call that so why would i just be sent to this again but a, you know what i mean i suppose you just get reincarnated i i, I, I live it all over I, again i don't i don't know how true that is because you know you have to go through like you have to go through the actual physical death to get to purgatory well that's what i'm saying so if purgatory is just that middle line aren't we already in it Well, I don't particularly agree with you. It's, yeah, I, I, I can't agree either because we 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 still have physical bodies. I think we that still, we still control our vessels. I think that your right, life, but, is, the life is where you your life is where you determine or like where you decide on what you're gonna do, like your decisions or whether they're bad or good. And then purgatory is like uh, oh well, purgatory I feel like is where people who ne- aren't necessarily like like convinced about re- God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's kind of like um, what's that movie? The uh, Christmas movie with the is it the Scrooge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, so I'm not saying like on a spiritual level, but like purgatory by definition, it's kind of like this middle line, right? This this the you're in between, you know. And it's like, um, like, is there any way out of purgatory, or is purgatory eternal also? No, no. I, I, I think what I think what happens in purgatory is you're sent there to to be purified, like to 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 um, kind of like a atone for what you did in your life. Like, kind of, it's kind of like getting getting a second chance. Like, you know, hey, like you didn't really, you weren't really bad enough to go to hell, but you weren't really pure enough to get to heaven. So we're gonna send you to this little gray area, and the choices that you make here are gonna decide whether you go to hell or heaven okay and you can't call that life right now <laughs> well i mean i guess you could but the only difference is that in in the you know in the roman catholic church's eyes is that you would be deceased you wouldn't be living you wouldn't have a body so that's so that's the only difference i i guess you're right yeah like when you're like when you're in purgatory like like what it like as far as the as far as like how would the culture describe it um, I'm not too sure, man. I'm not too educated on this. Hmm. I don't me know. Either. Just, just me, like you know, 
in my mind, how I imagine it myself. I mean, without any, you know, uh, prior knowledge, I'd, I'd um, describe it as kind of like um, going through different phases of your life over and over and over again, you know, um, trying to create some type of metaphorical decision. I don't know. I imagine that, that, you know, you're going to, you're going to kind of repent for the stuff that's kind of keeping you there. Cause they're, you're in purgatory for a reason, you know, you're not just there. Cause oh, you passed away. Like, you know, there has to be some some external motive or something else that that went on during your lifetime to kind of keep you there. You know, you're not accepting something. Yes, I. I think it's. I guess that's I think, it. I think the idea of purgatory is like it's very specific to uh, like Roman Catholic. Yeah, I don't think it shows up in any other type of religions. Not yeah, probably not specifically, but like the idea of like what you think of purgatory is like a Roman Catholic thing. Hmm. All right, I have another question. Say, say you went to heaven today, right? Say, say you passed away, and uh, you lived a good life, you know, and like you're deemed worthy, and you get to heaven. What what do you see? Like what is what is it like? Like what's it like to be you know in bliss forever? Whatever uh, what? Well, see, I know you say that, but like, um, like what if, what if you wanted to kill somebody? Well, then you probably wouldn't be in heaven. But yeah. to say, but no, but but to say you didn't kill somebody, but then you get to heaven, you're like, yeah, I think the perfect world would be. Uh, let me take that person out. You know? Well, no. Because I think in by most standards in most religions, you have to be pure of heart and pure of mind. I don't, I don't think murdering someone is too pure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think if you're in heaven and you have ideas of killing someone, you definitely shouldn't be in heaven. All right, let's just make it a little less extreme. All right, let's say, um, <laughs> okay, like what's a like what's a what's a like what's just like a like a guilty pleasure, I guess, like, like you would call a sin. Like, I don't want to go extreme and say, like, a stripper. But let's say a stripper, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, like, like um, hey, you made it all the way to heaven, but all you really want is, like, a lap dance. It's, it's not even that. It's just, like, what if I just want that one of the forever days that I'm there? You know, I think, um, I think by most standards, whenever you uh, get to heaven, you really just cut off all of your, your worldly desires. I don't even yeah. think that... Exactly. In, in heaven, you're gonna even think about stuff like that. Well, see, okay, so let's say you cut off your worldly desires. Like the only thing that you like are worldly desires. You know, hey, you can't play Call of Duty with the boys in heaven. But that's what I like. You know, that's the yeah. thing, though. That's that's something that you you personally created. So then, what do you down here so on then, Earth? See, so then, what do you do for eternity? The thing, the thing is, like your mindset changes supposedly like how Ramsey said is that you kind of cut off all your worldly desires and you, you kind of uh, just enjoy your time up there, I guess. I mean, I would, I would imagine you'd transcend into a completely different type yeah. of thought, like thought process. It wouldn't even, yeah. It wouldn't even phase you anymore. You're not able to comprehend it, you know? So yeah. then, so then what do you, so then what do you enjoy? <laughs> After life? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. But, but no sickness, like, no disease. Like, like what's, <laughs> no corona. No corona. A big, thing, a big thing people use, you know, is like, um, oh, well, so-and-so is waiting for me in heaven. So I'm sure like that's something that people look forward to, you know, re- reconnecting with the people who have passed away. All right. Well, what if... What if, uh, like, say my grandmother passes away and she's like, oh, well, mijo will be with me in heaven. But I don't go to heaven, you know, because I'm a bad boy. Okay. Uh, all right. So, like, so my grandma gets the news and then she's like, wow, this isn't, this isn't heaven. Not without, not without mijo. Well, that's a very good question. I guess, I guess that kind of contradicts what I said earlier about cutting off your worldly ties because the relationships you have with other people are kind of part of that. Yeah, but like See, you said, I, you transcend, you know, that... that you transcend you know, that thought. Yeah. But, okay, okay. so let's say you do. So then so then, are you even you anymore? Like, just take everything that you've known about your whole life, you know, say the 80 years, and now it's like you just, you just have no interest in that anymore. So it's like this, this whole thing that you built yourself up to be, and it's like it doesn't even matter anymore. And now you're just supposed to have the happiness that nobody can describe. Yeah, it's supernatural, I guess. That's kind of how they, they kind of explain it. It's a supernatural plane. Hey, Aldo, what does that remind you of? The what? What supernatural plane? No, um, how kind of like how, um, you know, being turned into something that you're not for the sake of everyone being happy. Opposing? Coming <laughs> <laughs> husband? No, it's, like, uh, it's like, what's it called? From Evangelion. It's like the human instrumentality problem. Oh, okay. You kind of get how they kind of contrast what? each other. What's that? Okay, so so describe it. Yeah, describe it. So basically, in that show, um, without going too deep into it, um, some evil organization plots to uh, pretty much make all of humanity turn into this one consciousness, so that no one can suffer. Uh, you know, no one can get sick. No one can, uh, you know, die or have grief. It's basically they strip away everything that makes you you. For the sake of happiness. A utopia? Pretty much. Okay. It's like mixing every, all, in, you know, what, what is it, where, what are we at now? Like 7 billion people, something like that? It's, yeah. It's like mixing all 7 billion people into one consciousness just for the sake of uh, el- eliminating, you know, uh, grief and, you know, um, uh, sickness and, you know, like all, all, all the bad stuff in the world. Yeah, and Neon Genesis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's basically uh, the meaning. This Genesis mm. is like the beginning, where where God separated the light from darkness and whatnot. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's just the force force evolution of humanity. Yeah, my my uh my my concept of heaven would just be like a like a sandbox mode. <laughs> of, uh, of the world you live in now you know like like you can do anything you want and it's like you know like nothing's a sin you know like burgers always no matter what burger you eat it always tastes like your favorite burger you know like if money makes you happy you know you just you just always have a lot of money and they're like i guess like like everything you've ever wanted i guess could just come to you well, I think that, but I don't know, but it's, but it's, but it's kind of hard too, because like, like the way we find happiness, like it's, it's all a mindset and like, you know how they say like, uh, like you, like you can't feel uh joy without pain. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, like, you really appreciate things, you know? Like, like if everything just went my way all the time, like, life would be boring, you know? I feel you'd like you'd have some – you'd be a Karen. Like, I feel like you'd have to struggle a bit uh, to, to appreciate the good things that happen to you, right? Yeah. it's yeah. like – so it's like a – like, imagine a world where all that's taken away, you know? No pain. So it's like, like, how do you gauge happiness, you know? Hmm. Everything's just there. It's just, you, get you know? spoiled. And it starts yeah, all get... over again. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, so like whenever, like when people describe heaven, like that, that's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around, like for that reason right there. It's like, uh, it's that. And it's also like on what type of, um, like, how would you exist? You know, like, would your like, would it be body? Would it be soul? Would it be spirit? Like, do you like, like, what's your appearance like, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, they say it's something that's supernatural, something that we can't comprehend. It might not be, you know, um, a group of people. It might not be everybody in this earth, but it might be singled out to, you know, that single person, their personal desires and, you know, um, their way of thinking and their pleasures and what makes them happy. You know, you like so reading like books. A, are you saying that everyone would have their own personal version of heaven? Yes, something like that. See, I mean, see, that's I, how I would. See, I, I'd like to believe that too. Like, if there, like, if there was a heaven, like to me, that's like, like in all of in all its sense, like that's what heaven would be. Heaven would be, you know, everything that I took joy and pleasure out of. Like, I get to experience that forever. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the more. Um... You know, the more uh, optimal answer, you know? I mean... Yeah, dude. So, like, what if, like, I wanted to be a cowboy and, you know, have a, have some shootouts and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Without the <laughs> killing, obviously. But you wouldn't be able to kill. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't be able to kill. Oh, it's see, just, like, no, airsoft. Sounds, sounds like <laughs> hell to me. You'd be able to do, like, Annie Oakley shit. <laughs> Nicole shit, you mean? All right. <laughs> All right, that brings me uh that brings me to the to my next question. We talked about what is heaven. Now I want to know what y'all think what is hell? So like when we say hell there's like like an eternal damnation, but like I I'm kind of curious, you know, like how organized is that eternal damnation? You know, I would imagine it'd be pretty damn pre- pretty damn organized. So it's like a so it's just like you, you walk into one room and it's like, um, you know, like this, this elephant's just gonna, you know, stick his trunk up your ass for a thousand years, and well, then after, and then after that you go into another room, and you know it's just like you have to walk on glass for you know another hundred years, like it's, you know, like, like is it like that? I, I think the best representation and. Um... Like a depiction of hell would have to have been from uh, from the Divine Comedy from from Dante's Inferno. Yeah. All right. So, desc- so describe that. I think the best person to describe that would be Aldo. He's read most of it. Okay, I didn't read most of it. I I kind of stopped, but um, but I kind of got the gist of what hell looked like in the book. Basically, uh, in the book, um, the at least the. the Dante's Inferno bit. Uh, when he enters hell, there's like a different. Well, okay. Well, I think I think it's a little more. How do you say? Like it's hard. I don't think it's the best representation, but in terms of like what exactly like uh, like hell is described as, I think 
because he, he does take a few like like I guess artistic liberties with it because you know it's, it's still like a poem but uh like there's like different planes like different levels of hell that you have to go through and like the outer plane is like the people who are like I'm I'm not entirely sure I forgot but well, I think I think like the, the the first level is uh you know how we were talking about like small sins earlier or people who didn't get baptized um those people would be in the oh, first layer damn. Okay. yeah wow Wow, yeah, like, I kind of no, just... Yeah, well, uh, as far as, like, uh, as far as... Like, like 80% you know, of the world right now. Yeah, yeah, as far as, like, Catholic religion looks at it. Yeah, you know, like, I, I'm, I I thought we were talking about, you know, the, the kosher version of how, you know, red, no, red I'm, devil I'm, I'm talking about how you view it. Oh. Like, how would you perceive hell? Like, what, like, to you, like, what is... Like, when you think hell, what do you think? Like, what I'm... What, like, uh... What, like Dante, like sort of like what Dante's Inferno is, like it's like where people who who aren't necessarily good people go, because in the book he makes it like he makes hell seem like a really nasty place, like what you would see like in a cartoon or not a cartoon, but like what you see like in a movie or like a like video a, game, a rat fiend drawing, yeah, like a rat fiend drawing, yeah, like it's like really gross and like like strangely detailed, like everywhere, bones popping out, maggots in your eyes, yeah, it's literally a. There's a lake of people. Yeah, like uh, in the Dante's Inferno, like in the first level, he he talks about how there's like a there's like a banner flying around, and then there's like like a trail of like people just chasing it, and they're getting stung by wasps or like bugs, and like they're just like getting they're chasing that banner around endlessly, and then also, like All right, uh, so. So I'm kind of familiar with like uh, like Dante's Inferno, and I guess his take on it was like there's different levels, right? Similar, and yeah. like the like the like the very first level would be like limbo, right? So that's that's like in a sense like purgatory, like that's how it would be described, right? So it's like yeah. you said, like the people like the people that didn't get baptized, and you know, like the people that you know, petty. Well, no, because he he has. And the, the Divine Comedy isn't just Dante's Inferno. It's the Divine Comedy. There's a Dante's Inferno, uh, Purgatorio, and then a Paradise. A Paradise. Paradiso. So Purgatory is its own thing. And the thing is, um, Dante, he, in the very beginning, it says that he was lost. Like, he was lost in the woods and he was trying to find his way. And then uh, Virgil... Cause he, cause he's a poet and he looks up to like these dead poets and he finds them and he's like, Hey bro, your dead girlfriend that you met, like this dead chick that you met a long time ago that you were in love with, sent me down to, to help you find her. And he's like, all right, lead me master. So then they go through this whole, they, th- that's, that's where he goes to the adventure, the, like the divine comedy. And like, he makes hell like a place like it's it's hard to get through because a lot of the a lot of the parts of the books, he just passes out, and then like like uh, Virgil has to help him help him up and then like take him to push him on to continue the journey. So it's like when I think of hell, I think it's like like a bad place. Like you're like you're like dicks getting poked out with a hot iron for like the rest of your life, shit like that. Oh, personally, the way I see a pre- I mean. Hell is kind of like a prison, you know, our rehabilitation, you know, um, you know, retribution. You kind of, I personally, I feel like hell isn't an eternity. 
it, it'll probably feel like an eternity, but I personally, I think it, it's kind of to make you repent for your sins, you know, and kind of a way of giving you a second chance in life. Maybe you're born again. Personally, you know, I don't, I didn't get this from anyone or any, you know, any type of source, but in my mind, I feel like, you know, everybody kind of, you know, deserves a second chance. And if you're put through hell and you, you know, if you're able to, you know, repent, you know, accept your, your sins and stuff, you know, you might be able to come back to life or, you know, maybe even move up to, to uh, heaven. I mean, that's just me personally. That's hot. I like, yeah, that. I, I like that one. I think, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Well, I think in um, like uh, in Eastern religions, like like Hindu, I want to say, they uh, they're um, they aspire to reach Nirvana, right? Which is like um, pretty much the end of the cycle because they believe in you know like rebirth and like uh, yeah, life after death and stuff like that. Yeah, you move up, you move up uh, levels. And so I, I think I think it's a it's pretty different contrast like uh you know uh, to them getting another life isn't really the goal but uh you know in like a uh, catholic religion you know moving on to the afterlife is the goal but to them nirvana is just the end of the cycle you know just just not being reborn not having an afterlife yeah i think, I think it's pretty interesting how how different they are i have a feeling that the penal system that we have now, it uh, it kind of reflects upon the idea of heaven, because like we said, you know earlier that how Dante's Inferno kind of, um, you know points it out and builds it up to be is that there's different stages, and in prison, you know there are there's different types of stages too, like solitary confinement and you know, and the, the final, you know, the final thing that you can get final punishment that you can get is you know um the death sentence oh yeah yeah right. so you know i mean personally i feel like that's that's kind of reflects upon the idea of hell that we're given i mean what's worse than death to yeah, someone who's yeah. living hmm that's a that's a pretty interesting concept like, think yeah, I'd never given any thought into that, honestly. Yeah, me neither. That's actually really wow. Yeah, because I mean, there's a few places where the you know the prison system isn't based like that. It's actually based on you know actual rehabilitation stuff. You know, it gives people a broad, uh, a broader, uh, you know, uh, broader experience, I suppose. Like. Uh, you know, they have more more things at their disposal. You know, they're not just locked up. They have that ability to work and to go to school and, you know, uh, learn trades and stuff. And most prisons in the United States are based off of that, you know, one, one yeah. concept. Because, you know, Catholicism and Christianity is the most popular religion. Yeah, has a large influence on our a- morals and our decisions, you know. That, yeah, exactly. And like I said, it affects our, uh, what is it called? Crime system. Yeah. Sure. So how do you know when one's rehabilitated, like from a health perspective, not from like a, like a criminal justice system, but like how you say, like, like you, like to you, how is like rehabilitated? So how do you know, like, uh, like, for example, like, 
like I'm just going to use Dante's Inferno as an example. Like just depending on what sin you commit depends on what level you're on, right? So let's say it was yeah. like lust, right? So lustful person when you were alive. So like, you know, that's the kind of the level that you spend there and you go through all those, however those people are treated. Like how do you know when you're, you know, when you've, uh, when you've atoned, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, um, opposed to heaven where your um, your mindset supposedly changes, you know, your worldly desires are removed. In hell, I feel like that doesn't go away. Like, you're still stuck with those worldly desires. And you might be put up through trials and stuff to, uh, you know, to make that decision. And, oh, if you fall for the trap, you know, back to the hole for you, you know. I mean, I, don't, I mean, there's like, like we said earlier, you know, it's, uh, you know, we can't comprehend that, you know, it's supernatural, you know, it's like an it's ideology, literally otherworldly, <laughs> literally we can't comprehend, but humans have a good way of, uh, putting things in a way that we understand to try to make us understand. So Ain't that kind of what the I guess, person? yeah. This is what this whole process is right now. Um, I'll I'll just say like like speaking for myself, like from experiences like that, like I'm I'm a skeptic, you know. Like I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I'm not exa- I'm not acknowledging its existence either. And it's for little things like that, like uh, like how you have to accept these truths, you know, that it's just something that you cannot comprehend. Yeah. But it's like uh. Like how can I how can I not think about that? How can I not comprehend that? Like I'm supposed to aspire to this place that I can't even like, like fathom. Well, yeah. So like I was saying, like that that's my thought. Like when like whenever I think of like like heaven and hell, like it's just a uh, it's like it's it's hard for me to to wrap my head around it. You know, with all those things considered. But uh, I think there's. I think the fact that there, so many different cultures and and so many people around the world have this same, same idea about what the afterlife is, it kind of gives it. Kinda, I'm not saying it gives proof to it, and I'm not saying it makes me believe that there is something going on, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to to not, you know, like, kind of turn an eye to it, you know, like be like, hey, something's going on over there. Yeah, a lot of religions, you know, they have a lot of stuff in common. They really do. Their ideas, right. their beliefs, you know, concepts. It's almost like it's almost like too good to be true. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so he, so here's why I feel like playing that, like why, why that happened. So, cool. um, yeah. So, so I think, um, I think it's just the fact that like people, people not knowing what happens after they die, and it's kind of just this idea of not existing that kind of scares them, you know. So it's like, like we said uh, earlier, that yeah, humans are real good at uh, making uh, concepts and ideas for things that they don't understand. That's exactly, like a real human trait, you know. Exactly, Ghosts and like, and, and like, I don't want to belittle, and I don't want to belittle something like that I don't understand. Because, like I said, like, like I don't, like I, like I'm not gonna. How do I say this? Like I don't. Like I don't believe in I don't believe in heaven and hell, but I don't I'm not gonna disregard it either because I don't know it's like you know there's still a possibility I haven't seen it you know I haven't died I don't know what's on the other side, but um, but I can wrap my head around not existing you know if I pass away and like I feel nothing, 
I, I can kind of understand that because uh, let me ask you this. Like, do you remember what happened before you were born? No, of course not. See, and it's kind of like that. But to some people, it's, you know, they it's just to them, they, they can't accept that. They can't accept that truth. So it's like, um, it's kind of helps people too. So like when people pass away and they say, she's in a better place now, you know, and I'll go see her one day. You know, it just kind of, it just kind of helps you get by, I guess. Like the idea of heaven and hell, I think kind of keeps us sane. I yeah, I have a personally, I have like a hippie perspective of all this stuff because I really don't believe in heaven and hell. Um, what I believe in is kind of uh, your transfer of energy, because I feel like the universe is uh, infinite and eternal. So um, you know. Um, uh, matter is uh, destroyed and created, kind of like the you know these phys- laws of physics, where uh, to to uh, create something you need to use something, and uh, when that matter is destroyed, it becomes something else. It becomes energy. I feel like we live on as you know part of a star or the energy that is needed to um, you know help uh, flowers grow or a tree grow. Um, that's my personal, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm giving you my uh, I, personal I, ideas or thoughts of those concepts. But my actual beliefs are that that I believe that you live on eternally in this uh, universe, not as your physical self, but as uh, energy, as uh, some type of, uh, I guess, um catalyst or conduit or I don't know the right word for it but that's my personal belief on afterlife and death okay um so do you think that those those energies could manifest into let's say like ghosts uh no I don't I don't personally I don't believe that your energy can manifest into a ghost I think when you pass away you die you're, that's it you don't have any anywhere to go or any thought um all that you know your doubts and stuff and your regrets are no longer a thing and you just live on as an idea or as a memory in someone's heart or you know uh, but yeah i don't i don't believe that that can manifest into a ghost i believe that it can manifest into another human being by providing the essential nutrients and you know to create a human being i believe that but not as a ghost no thanks what about you ramsey um yeah i don't think i would agree with that ghost thing but ivan did say something earlier that that kind of like made me remember a quote that i had heard a while back and it goes along the lines of this um um let me let me make sure i don't butcher it basically what the guy said is you go up to a a physicist and you ask him what is energy and he goes well it, it always has been it, it always is and it always will be you know it's forever moving through through time and through space and you know it can't be created or destroyed um i i, I think i got that right for the most part and then he goes uh you, you go up to a theologian which is someone who believes in god and uh he says you know well what is god and he says it, it, it uh you know it was, it is, and it always will be. I mean, he is, he is, he was, he is, and he always will be. 
you know, can't be created or destroyed, always moving through time and space. And I think it's, I think it's, you know, pretty amazing how two of those things have the same definition. So I kind of, I kind of agree with Ivan's perspective about how he said um, the transfer of matter and how that affects, um, like basically how that uh, gives an explanation to what happens to us after we die. We kind of just become part of something bigger. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, we become part of the universe. You know, eventually we'll become a star that provides light and energy to a planet that holds, you know, human beings or some type of living light form. You know, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be in a century, but in thousands and thousands and millions of years, maybe even billions of years, you know, one day you'll be that source of energy that provides you know, that type of, I can't say human because obviously you don't know, but that living life form, um, the ability to eat and, you know, uh, gain the nutrients and the energy to transfer it off onto, you know, their offspring and their offspring's offspring. So, I mean, that's my personal view on all of it, the transfer of energy, kind of like the food chain. Yeah, um, I don't want to be stretching it too far, but I would consider that like a version of heaven. Like, uh, it's just kind of like this life after death, you know, like your energy lives on and it kind of, it kind of helps the world grow and it kind of expands the universe, you know, like continues our existence and, and it kind of does give you something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, that like, person, uh, that makes me happy because I know that I'll contribute to something even after, you know, I pass. I'm going to, you know, do something physically. Or something that will change the lives of people of this, you know, timeline or this, you know, this present time. But many years in the future, you know, it'll, you know, have that effect on some on something or something greater. So that makes yeah. that makes me happy knowing that kind of puts me at ease. That's a beautiful thought. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, and in a way, yeah, I mean, heaven is, could, and possibly might be a personalized version of what a person might view as happiness or, you know, as something that would be heaven, you know, a paradise, not necessarily a physical manifestation or, you know. So do you think do you think that for every heaven there should be um, an equal and opposite hell? You know, um, no, not necessarily. You know, because um, I feel that that's all in the mind of the person. You know, uh, if you're if you know that you've done wrong, or if you've done something wrong, you've obviously you obviously know what you've done. So that's gonna. You know, when you're on your deathbed or when you're trying to perform an everyday task, that, that thought's always going to be there, you know, that that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. And when you're at your deathbed, you're going to, that's when you're going to realize the most that, man, I really messed up. I fucked up, you know. I can agree with that. You know, so you might not necessarily, you might not necessarily need that other version of hell. If you're living that hell on earth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> or like I saw an ad one time of of this person where he was a dick to everybody. Like 
He was a dick. Everybody hated him. But when he died, he I think he got a heart attack or something like that, yelling at a waitress or something. And the waitress, you know, he passed away and they called the ambulance and the 911 and the ambulance. I'm the ambulance. The, the waiter, the one that he was yelling at, she pulls out his wallet to look for, like, through his ID and stuff to know more or less who he was. And on his ID, he said it was a donor. And it goes on through like how many lives he affected, you know, as being a donor. Like he was a he was a dick through his whole life, but when he passed away, he actually did something good for people, you know. He he helped this man, you know, live and be able to provide for his family. And he gave this old lady um he gave this old lady the ability to see with his old eyes. Uh, with his with his eyes that he pro- provided, and you know it, it changed everybody's lives. You know, and I mean that could be a good way of seeing it. You know, just because you're a dick in real life doesn't mean you you're gonna suffer. You can't do something good. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um. One. There's one. There's one topic that like when we're on the when we're on heaven and hell is like, let's say going back to the hell part. Like, um, I think that there. In my opinion, that there's there's these there's these evil entities that they cannot be explained, but it, they just kind of just give off this evil presence that like nobody can comprehend. You know, it's kind of like that feeling where you're in the dark and uh, you feel like yeah, and like you just feel like something's behind you, or like how people see the shadow, or how yeah. the thing moves. You know, stuff like that. And like it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to deny the existence of a heaven when there's when I when I feel like there is some type of like like hell, you know, in a yeah. sense. So it's like, it's, it's hard for somebody to say that, you know, I believe in ghosts or I believe in something evil, but I don't believe in heaven. Like that kind of, I feel like it kind of contradicts itself. Cause like, if you acknowledge, if you acknowledge the existence of demons and stuff, like there's a, like, I guess in the, <clears throat> I guess like in Christianity or just, I guess the mythology of heaven and hell, like, like hell, heaven is always in a battle with it. So, yeah, I feel, I feel like you can't say one exists without the other. Like it, they have to. So, like to me, like that's that's kind of conflicting because like there are there are like like I said like those the like those dark energies that like like I've experienced and I can't explain. Hmm. So it's like you see it all the time too. You know, it's like uh like people like this imagery and stuff. You know, like like how people can summon demons from another plane and stuff like that. Like I'm sure. I'm sure some way I'm sure some way they can like summon some type of dark energy and like that and that like it like inhabits this earth. Yeah, I feel like that's something that if you believe in it'll affect you. Just because like for sure. we said earlier, you know, that that humans are really good at coming up with explanations for things that they can't explain. And I feel like that's one of them, you know. People have yeah. always been afraid of the dark. Even when you're older, there's no way, there's no denying it. You can't say you're not afraid of the dark because yep. it's just been, it's just, it's, 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 like really a prim, it's a primitive, yeah, it's a primitive reaction that I think humans have. Yeah, it's just the afraid of the unknown. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like if you believe in that, that's gonna, that's really gonna affect you because that's what, that's what's gonna be in your mind. You know, oh, that's in the dark, you know. And like, I personally don't believe in, in uh demons and stuff so whenever i'm afraid of something it's because there's 
something to be afraid of or something that I don't know. Like we said earlier, afraid of the unknown. And that's what, what, what scares me is not knowing, not being able to plan out something before going in, you know, beforehand, you know, that's my fears, not knowing what to expect. And I like to have like comfort of knowing what, what's ahead of me. You know, I like to plan things out and that might be my hell, you know, I don't know. Okay. I personally haven't had any, uh, any type of paranormal experiences or anything like that, because I don't believe in it. And so I, like, I agree with you how you said that, um, you know, we, we, we make up things to rationalize what we've experienced. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so let me give you an example because Anybody that knows me in certainness, they know that I'm probably one of the biggest skeptics in the world, right? Like, you know, and I feel like I've explained that a lot today, too. But there's things that have happened to me that that I honestly cannot explain, right? So, like, I was telling Ramsey the other day how um, how I was in I was in my room the other day. Well, it wasn't a day. It was a few years ago. And I was laying on the floor and, uh, like, right by my door. And, like, you know, all the lights off and everything. And I'm kind of just on my phone. And at the foot of my door, from right behind me, I hear, like, a psst. And so I get up, and I thought it was, like, you know, one of my sisters were there at my door. So I left my room, and I looked around. I didn't see anybody there. So I'm going back in my room. And from inside my room, I hear that psst again. You know, like, how the hell do you explain that? That that freaked me the hell out. Something I couldn't I couldn't exactly comprehend or explain. But it's just kind of like this, this dark presence that kind of came over me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there could be some type of explanation for it. And because of you not knowing, you could have felt that it was like that type of experience, you know, ominous, dark, sinister. And All right. I'll I'll give another example too. So, whenever whenever I was in a I guess middle school, um I mean, you know, I been like y'all know we went to Ortiz and yeah. uh, like this was like a two-story school, right? And it's just like, just imagine like each, like each floor is just like this really long hallway with classrooms, like, you know, going on each side. Yeah. And in the middle of those hallways is a restroom. And uh, there was an upstairs and a downstairs and they were designed the exact same way. So um, in the mornings when I'd get to school, like I wanted to wait at my classroom. I didn't want to wait in the cafeteria. But uh, if any teacher saw you linger in the halls, you know, they'll make you go back to the cafeteria. So <laughs> I stuck upstairs and... Uh, and I heard some teachers coming, right? So I ran into the restroom. And, like, I didn't I didn't turn on the lights or anything, right? I was kind of just hiding in there. And while I was hiding in there, uh, I heard the stall swing open, right? Like, slowly. And then I heard, like, trots. Like, like if a horse would trot. Right? Like a... You know? And I heard, a, like, four trots. And then I just, like, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> like, like, I swear that's what I heard, you know? Like, like yeah. it's just so vivid. It's just so vivid in my mind because something like that, like it's just, it's just bizarre, and yeah, like uh, something like that I can't explain. But again, it just, it's just that, it's just that dark feeling, you know, that just yeah. came over me. And like I can, you know, like I said earlier, again, that uh, it's kind of like a human instinct. Like that's a human instinct to uh, put like an image or put like a situation to a certain sound or a certain area. It's kind of like when you like you look at certain patterns and stuff, and you see like images, you see faces, you see bodies. Kind of like when you look at the clouds; they're just puffs in the sky, you know. They're they're random shapes, but your your mind 
puts that image in your head, you know? Yeah. You or been... like when you see like a, a pile of clothes and you think it looks like a person. Like in yeah. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you look at it, you look at it good, and you have a perfect view of it. It doesn't look like that, but in the corner of your eye and your you know, you see that. You see you see it as yeah, a yeah. human. And I, your I heart feel drops like, for a second. Yeah, yeah. You, you you could probably hear a noise and put an image to it, you know, and I feel like that's a certain situation, you know. That could have been uh, a perfect explanation. And you know, I don't believe in the paranormal, but I think I'm not too sure if this really happened or if it was a dream, but I think Aldo will be able to uh, confirm it. Well um on the weekends we would stay with my with my dad. And my dad lived at my grandma's house. And one time everybody was out of the house. And it was just me and Aldo in like the dining room area. Because they had a TV there. And we were watching TV in the dining room. And right behind us, there's like an upstairs door. Uh, it's just literally like a door and stairs that leads up leads up to the second room. A uh, second floor room. And usually my grandparents have that door locked. And they don't let us go up there. And, you know, there was a certain times that they would say, don't go up there. We don't want you up there because we're doing this or that. Okay, you know, whatever. But one time, I think my, my grandparents were probably, like, I don't know, like out at church or something. And my dad had, was on call. And my dad left and my sister was always with my dad. So she went with him and Ronaldo stayed there watching TV. And out of nowhere, like, I heard the door, like, slam. Like, it opened up and slammed. And I don't, I, I couldn't really explain that because... I know bef- that door was locked because I tried opening it before and it was locked. But at first I felt like it was something, you know, like paranormal. But then I started to think about it and uh, it could have been that the door could have been unlocked by someone else. Or my my grandparents could have been hiding somebody up there. I don't know. I mean, you don't know what, what everybody's planning and doing. Or that the um, the AC unit because they had a uh, central air and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, whenever like the AC turns on and stuff, it it you don't make doors open and stuff. We've had that experience in a room that we would stay there, me and Aldo, where we have the door closed, but when the AC turns on or turns off, I get the pressure in the building changes, and it causes the door to open. So I don't know if it could have been that, or if somebody was actually up there, you know, hiding. I don't know. Cause there, there's been a lot of situations where, where people wake up in the middle of the night, like I guess, and they catch somebody that's just been like squatting at their house and it's you know in their attic or something that comes down to just eat when everybody goes to sleep. So I mean, it could have been that same situation. Maybe they thought we weren't home or something, and I don't know. But I try to put it as not paranormal hey, bro. now that. We weren't, we were, it was just me and you that, that day. I thought, yeah, I, I could have sworn more people were in the building. No, it was just me and you. And I think I remember we both turned around and kind of like looked at each other, like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty scary. And, and it slammed, right? It wasn't like, you no, know, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like it closed. It was like, like a slam, like yeah. somebody slammed the door. See, so, so when you say this, here's how I interpret it, right? Uh, I say like, uh, like in, like like when you die, right? Like your energy is transferred and all this stuff, right? I think, yeah. I think that it's possible. Like like there's good and bad energies in this world, and I think that there's some people that uh they gave off a lot of bad energy, 
and uh, and that energy kind of just manifests you know into just these feelings and stuff how people say they walk through cold spots and stuff like that you know before they experience something like you know with how you would consider it paranormal but i think i do think that there are souls or like energies that have just been damned and um and they kind of they kind of just linger the earth and and i wouldn't say haunts but like their like their energies just give off this this bad vibe and i i do think that it's just a reminder um you know like like kind of kind of be a good person and you know kind of give off good positive you know vibes well, yeah i mean people say that they've encountered like white shadows you know and i've read stories and stuff like oh whenever you encounter a white shadow don't be afraid because it's not a demon or this. It's a good soul trying to warn you of some type of danger. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that could be a possibility. That's my first time hearing about a white, that's my first time hearing that a white shadow. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a, kind of like a light or a white, you know, like a white uh, image. Yeah, I, guess I, know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah I've, I've heard, yeah. I've read a lot about that stuff. Never heard that term, a white shadow. Yeah, yeah. It's, apparently, it, it means that it's like a good soul. Like someone who, you know, it could have oh. been purgatory or something that's trying to warn somebody that, oh, there's dangers up ahead or I don't know. I don't know exactly the... The lore? The, yeah, the lore behind it, but it's something, uh, you know, around that. That's that's interesting. A white a white shadow. Yeah, I mean, it could be like Frank. You said there's good energies and there's bad energies. I think so. I think if like if a like if a version of heaven and hell did exist, like it would be in that form. It would just be that uh, you know, like these energies kind of just linger the earth forever. It's not really like you go to this this different plane. It's kind of just um, it's kind of just that you know, like you. I think your your evil energy just inhabits the earth. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it, I think I think if there were a hell, like an actual like hell that you go to, um, I don't think that the torture would be physical. I think it would it should be like this mental anguish, because I I feel like that's uh that's honestly where like you would you would ponder your decisions most, you know. Dude. I guess like people like they show versions of that like uh I guess like uh, different. I've seen people like depicted certain ways. Like I've seen like videos or whatever, little short clips where like, uh, like all this guy wanted to do was drugs, right? Just drugs and strippers or whatever. And like he woke up every morning and that's exactly what he got. And he got it so much that he was just tired of it, but he couldn't escape that. You know, he'd have to wake up every day and live that same moment forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. I think that's what, uh, what gluttony is like in, in Dante's Inferno, like in that, in that layer of hell. It's yeah. like a, it's like that's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, kind of like that. Like where you just you like, you know, you just you just kind of tortured by like, uh, like uh, by a decision that you thought was was a good one. Yeah, you think, you think the Twilight Zone is a is some sort of depiction of hell? Because not necessarily not all, but not all the episodes are necessarily bad. But they always they. They always put the the main character the, through some some sort of pain and struggle. Not all the time, but usually, like the like there's a like the one episode where the. 
the like the one episode where the the that nerd that like the nerdy bank guy he all he wants to do is read and he reads all the time and he's reading the newspaper he goes into the bank vault and reads the newspaper about like the the hydrogen bomb and then like out of nowhere like you just hear a big explosion and the and the the camera sh- shakes and when he leaves the vault like the whole town is destroyed he sees nothing but rubble and like he notices that nobody's there everybody's died everybody's gone everybody's like no he can't find anybody so he he starts thinking about like he's what is he gonna do right so he like thinks about killing himself and then right when he's about to kill himself he sees the public library and he gets so happy and he's like yeah i'm gonna read all these books like i got this book for this this time this time he's like time that's all i need right like i have all the time in the world right and then and then he like stumbles because he dropped a book and his glasses fall off and this guy has like really thick like lenses and like because he's basically blind and his glasses fall off and the, and the glass and the glass shatters like the glasses break and he's like he's like no no it's honestly it's probably it's a really sad episode because it's like man he was like the the most like everybody treated him like shit because all he wanted to do was read right like he wasn't a bad guy just for wanting to read all the time but i guess but i guess that was bad in that situation i don't know yeah, a lot of excess of something is isn't always i suppose it's, it's kind of like what gluttony is yeah i mean i guess so yeah an excess of something is always bad one way or another and then and then even the episodes where and, and this is this is kind of where I think about where the Twilight Zone could be sort of like a sort of like the version of Hell uh, Hell that Ivan was talking about, where he's like talking about um how it's more of like a like a, a rehabilitation. And there's like this one episode where this one guy he he like he's a businessman or something, you know. He he has, he's always wearing a suit. And he's like real busy, and then he takes his car down to like this um like this uh. I don't know. I don't know what to call them. I guess like a like a like a like a like a gas station, right? I'm not sure. Like a, I'm not sure what the proper term is for like the. I'm like I, whatever. So he kind of takes this guy and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, give me an oil change or whatever. He's like, all right, it'll take like a four hours or whatever. He's like, whatever. And he notices that his home, his hometown, is real nearby, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, I used to live there. So he walks in, and you know, and he like. He, he doesn't notice this at first, but when he gets there, he, he like travels back in time to when he was a kid, right? And then he kind of he kind of goes through the experience of like you know, like he I guess I'm not necessarily sure what the theme was, but he he learned his lesson in the end, and like like the, the Twilight Zone, it's either it's like that, it's either they they get something good, and then they they get something good, and then they lose it, and then. Or they, they have something. I don't know. It, it's always something. There's always a good lesson to it, well, for the most part. And it's always, yeah. it's always like I feel like they always, they always learn something. The characters, and sometimes they, they learn, but it's too late for them to go back to that position that they want to be in. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're almost out of time. So uh, we're just gonna touch on one more topic. It's more of a question. That I have for you guys, um, and I'm curious to see y'all's perspectives on it. So, um, without a concept or heaven, without a concept of heaven and hell, do you think the society now would it thrive or will it crumble? Say with without a concept. 
Yeah, without the concept of heaven and hell. If just like that notion of it never existed in our minds, do you think that the way we operate, uh, would it would we thrive or would we crumble? Uh, I'll go first. I I would definitely say that it would not crumble. Thrive, thriving isn't the word I would use. We would definitely be able to um, to exist without the concept of heaven. While we did while we didn't really touch on like uh, Eastern religions and how they perceive the afterlife and stuff. We 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 like we kind of scraped the surface earlier about how um, you know some of them have the goal being nirvana, where you know there there is no afterlife. Like you break the cycle, you don't go through the the process of being born into the world again, and that that's their goal, that, you know, to to end that cycle of of life. And uh, I I think th- those cultures have been able to be just as advanced, if and if not more advanced than we are on the western side of the world. So I would definitely say that society would be able to thrive without the concept of heaven and hell easily. Okay, okay. Aldo? Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say crumble or thrive. I feel like I feel like people, I feel like a lot of people don't, I feel like a lot of youth now don't necessarily live with the idea of them going to hell or heaven. I feel like they joke about it, but I feel like the concept is vaguely there, but isn't necessarily like what people intend when they live so i feel like if we never had that concept of being a good person to go to a good place i feel like they'd eventually figure out something we'd eventually figure out something to to you know have i feel like we'd have some sort of like morals we'd have you know if like i guess i'm thinking more about this in terms of religion but like i guess that's the whole point of religion you know to be a good guy and then you go to good, to good place but I feel like we'd have like a uh, we'd have a different like a different set of rules as opposed to like the the Bible telling us what to do, you know? Yeah. Ivan. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't I don't think that it'd be affected at all. If anything, it probably um it'd probably help out society um, more, just because I feel like the idea of a religion in the past has hasn't really been uh hasn't really you know done much good and in fact i think it's done more damage um I, like with the dark ages yeah exactly uh like okay so thinking like my art history class is that we've had to like we had to go back to like different times because we've lost all our information due to like due to battles and uh arguments over religion and, uh, you know, I mean, it might not necessarily be heaven and hell, but religion definitely has an influence on that idea. So we can look at, like, I guess, like the Templars and, uh, you know, how they killed in the name of God. And that really made the world digress just because they destroyed uh, uh, lots of ideas and ideologies and theology that those people had that could have helped and created a better way of living for you know everyone around and the fact that you know when they went and they pillaged and they destroyed and they killed they not only killed the people but they destroyed their ideas their culture their ideologies and um i feel that if there was no concept of heaven and hell that there that it would be like a great influence like a people would thrive we'd be in a better position than we are now 
I feel like that we'd be more advanced as a civilization. And I don't think we'd have the same problems that we do now with, um, you know, uh, race and gender equality and borders and all that kind of malarkey that we deal with nowadays. And, um, yeah, I don't, I think that it, not only will it, we exist and live on, but I think we would thrive without that idea. Okay. Um, I'll say personally, um, I think that society would crumble. Um, I think that civilization uh, for a long time has relied on morality to kind of keep them going. And uh, they kind of use religion as that, as that crutch, you know, uh, it's just that idea of if I do the right thing, I'll go to the right place. And if I do the wrong thing, I'll go to the right place, the wrong place. And, uh, and yeah, uh, it did cause a lot of war. Um, but at the same time, um, in the process of trying to believe, like, please another God, um, there was a lot of big influences that it's had on our society. Like art, art plays a big role and also, um, expansion, uh, like expansion in terms of the world, um, I feel like a lot of people conquered and, you know, like at times it was bad, but, uh, but it kind of makes the world that we're at today. And I think that if people, if people didn't have that, you know, like their version of heaven and hell to kind of cling to, I think that uh, the world would be a very depressing place. I, I do think that, uh, that, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's good and bad with everything, you know, but I think without it, uh, people just, I think they'll just be a lot more sad so uh yeah so with all that being said uh we are all out of time so for all the listeners hearing us uh i do have a question for you you can kind of ask yourself what is your version of heaven and hell and uh on that note we will be ending the podcast right now thank you everybody bye